Okay, so it's uh, April 30th, uh, day uh, 712 of lockdown, uh, and I'm doing another one of these. Uh, this is unfiltered, uncensored, unedited, uh, thoughts from my brain. Uh, big thing that's been uh, uh, filling my thoughts through this pandemic. Uh, was robots. I've been thinking a lot about robots. Uh, I mean, I've been watching, as I've pointed it out in every single one of these so far, I've been watching Westworld. It's really good. Uh, and it's just reminded me, like I needed reminding, that, uh, that I love, I love robots. Like, um, obviously I mean like fictional depictions of robots. Uh, robots as they sort of exist in these shows and stuff don't quite exist in real life, uh, so, you know, I've got nothing against a Roomba, but I have no real personal connection to it. <clears throat> but I've always uh, felt sort of drawn to robots in fiction, um, like R2-D2, easily my favourite character in uh, the first Star Wars film when I was younger. Uh, I would watch those films ridiculous uh, all the time, loved the robots. Uh, I loved Short Circuit growing up, you know, number five, he's alive, that's the thing that happened. Uh, obviously, that those films are have some super weird racism in them. Uh, just, uh, I still loved them when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, like, any time somebody had, like, a robot sidekick, I was, I was all in on it. Uh, as I got older, though, what became even more... Uh, a favourite of mine. It's not just robots, but we're like, we're talking androids, you know? We're talking synthetic humans, we're talking replicants, we're talking uh, there's a million different names for these things. Uh, we're talking um, synths, uh, we're talking hosts, uh, to use the West word parts. What I mean is, uh, Cylons, yeah, uh, later model Cylons. What I'm talking about is you know, the classic trope, uh, sci-fi trope, of the robot that looks human. You know, it's an artificially created uh, construct that looks human. And inevitably, because it's a great story to tell, starts to question what it means to be human. You know, um, I was I loved Star Trek The Next Generation growing up. Uh, it was always on... I remember my parents complaining that Star Trek was always on because we'd have our dinner at 6 o'clock uh, or 6.40, uh, about half 6 usually and Star Trek would either be on at 6 or 6.45 or sometimes both on BBC2 uh, in the UK uh, so they're just all, and at this point um, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager were running concurrently uh, I, think, I think Next Generation was re-running uh, like um, you know, sort of similar time slot to like when Buffy was on. Uh, a really good time slot. That's where The Simpsons first came, when it moved to BBC Two. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that was there. Really, really good stuff. Um, <laughs> but I remember the Next Generation. My favorite character on Star Trek: Next Generation back then um, was Data. A Data as an android. Created to look human, although not quite. He's one of these ones who, he looks human but not quite, and I kind, I kind of love that. 
he's obviously made to look human, but doesn't it's, does the uncanny valley is deliberately there. You know that idea that you can tell there's something not right. And Brent Spiner, who's the actor who plays him, does an incredible job about it. And as an episode, it's a very famous episode of uh, Star Trek: Next Generation called uh, "Measure of a Man," where essentially Data, his android, who is owned by Starfleet at this point, uh, goes to court to prove that he is an entity that deserves rights, and it's kind of incredible. Uh, and that kind of story has always fascinated me. Uh, it's the main plot of Westworld, and that's not a spoiler. Uh, you know, it sounds like Ex Machina. Uh, it comes up a bit in Battlestar Galactica of the Silence, but not hugely. Uh, they're sort of happy being better, like better than uh, humans as the general as the general vibe with them. I once said an RPG, a Star Wars RPG, played a a, a character who was a droid. Like a C-3PO style protocol ride that went around with this like space pirate, like this proper like uh, <laughs> like stereotypical pirate, but in space. And then this pirate knew he was dying. This captain, uh, so he arranged to have his uh, personality transplanted into this droid. So I was playing this droid who had the uh, the memories of this captain like so everyone was like no you're clearly a robot and this character was like no I'm I'm a feared space captain uh, I love stories like that like that idea of everyone going no you're a robot and everyone else being like and the character being like well no I know that's not true and it's interesting because I mean it's fairly obvious why I uh, like I was, I was thinking about this the past, over the past week while I was thinking about Westworld it's fairly obvious why I, I sort of uh, drift towards stories like that. It's like, hey, no, you are this thing. The society has decided that you are. You were created to do this. This is who you are. And then the, the, the robot is like, well, that's not how I feel inside. I know that I am this, you know? Uh... There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole trans thing going on there. Um, I played, there's a video game called um, Detroit Become Human, uh, which I highly recommend. I got it for free on PS Plus. This is the second video game I've talked about that I got for free on PS Plus. It's a good service. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was playing that, I think. Uh, there are parts where you're like, where the character's like, who was well, the character who essentially gets to say, why why do you get to determine who I am? You know? And I think there's something uh that is a common cry uh amongst the uh trans community. Why do you get to decide who I am? There's a great YouTube video that I really like about how uh Robocop <laughs> the film Robocop is actually a trans allegory. Uh, it's by uh, a YouTuber called Maggie Mayfish. Uh, she sort of uh, she makes like these points, but there's also this sort of idea that she's like, look, you can read anything into anything, and that's what I'm choosing to do. <laughs> like, uh, I'm choosing to do a queer reading of Robocop. Like Robocop, uh, and if you know Death of the Offer and all that, 
uh, Robocop can be about whatever you want it to be about. Uh, there's also like there's an element of uh, transhumanism, uh, which is very different to transgenderism, which is not really how anyone describes being trans. By the way, transgenderism it's a weird it's a word that I only ever see in like academic things or uh, really weird uh, like attack posts. But the idea of transhumanism is that we can be made better by this technology, you know, that we can go beyond what it means to be human. We can transcend humanity uh, if we go along with robots. And that always comes up in these things as well. And there's this part, there's an element of that in Robocop. But I, I need to rewatch that video, I think, in light of all these th thoughts I've been having. In fact, I recommend uh, Maggie Me Fresh generally. Uh, that's uh, Maggie. And then M A G G I E, May M A E, and then fish like a fish. Uh, she's great. She used to work for um, Cracked, uh, the video, the, the Cracked video. Uh, Cracked is a humor website and had a video site that was shut down. Uh, I had some amazing people on it and I loved it. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite channels on YouTube. And then she often she now does uh, video essays on like film and media and stuff. Like she did a. Uh, a recent one about cats because everyone's talking about cats uh, which was actually it's funny because it came out almost in parallel for another video essay by another YouTuber that I love uh, by the way, yeah, I'm aware that this is me yet again recommending YouTube <laughs> I was like, hey YouTube's great but I'm actually going to be specific and talk about actual people I like on it I think uh, so there's another uh, cats essay uh, by Lindsay Ellis, and Lindsay Ellis is incredible. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y E-L-L-I-S. -L -L uh, she's great. Like, she does these really heavily researched, uh, really well edited, really well thought out uh, video essays. Uh, like, the opposite of what I'm doing, which is audio, not well thought out, and not researched at all. Uh, <laughs> um, and she's done some amazing stuff. Like, she did a three-part uh, episode on uh, why the Hobbit movies don't work. She has a whole series looking at film criticism through the lens of Michael Bay's Transformers films. And she's great. And in both those cats essays, they actually provide voices for each other. So like, there's this close knit community of amazing creators. Uh, who I recommend. Uh, I'm just going to keep recommending YouTubers. I think there's also uh, Jenny Nicholson. She's fantastic. Uh, that's uh, N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N I have no idea why I'm spelling these people's names um, but she's great She, I first uh, heard of her uh, because of, like she did loads of videos on Star Wars <laughs> but she talks about lots of other stuff as well Like she used to work at uh, Disneyland uh, she's good friends with Olivia Ellis like, they, they, go, they still they hang out uh, <laughs> they're really great and she does these, these are, these are less video essays and more just her doing pieces, like talking to camera about stuff that's bothered her. Like she'll see a film and just be like, hey, here's what I thought. Um, and she's just very funny and very deadpan and very great and has some really fun ideas. Uh, I was also a YouTuber I love uh, called Rowan Ellis, uh, who is uh, the only British YouTuber I'm mentioning here. Um, but uh, her whole thing is uh, 
like she's like a, a sort of um like uh, talks about uh, queer stuff a lot like that's her whole thing like her whole thing is uh, queer media um she has a great video a great video about queer baiting queer coding and uh, queer catching uh, I'll go into that I could go into detail about that a little bit but I just, just watch her do that video uh, and she's great and it's just like uh, to, even today I started watching a bunch of videos by a youtuber called Sarah Z uh, who's Canadian uh, and also queer I'm pretty sure uh, and talks in fact, I think everyone I've mentioned so far apart from Jenny Nicholson explicitly identifies as in some way not straight <laughs> that's probably not a coincidence that the media I consume uh, reflects who I am um, but I've been really enjoying those videos as well uh, like there's just so much good stuff out there of people just engaging with media in a really critical positive way in a really entertaining way in a really sort of just interesting way and that's the kind of stuff I love obviously I will watch YouTube videos of cats playing the piano uh, so wow, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very sort of up-to-date reference there, Maya. But I really like these in-depth things. Uh, some of these videos, by the way, are like an hour long. <laughs> Which is, you know, wow. That's what, like... I I have a... Uh, I struggle with even recording myself rambling for 20 minutes. Um, that's a deliberate sort of aim that I've gone for like 20 minutes. Nobody wants to listen to me for longer than that. I'm amazed that anybody wants to listen to me at all. Uh, like before, uh, in the before times, I tried. To, uh, like I'm so amazed by people who do podcasts. Uh, I've talked about this a couple of times now. This is not a podcast. I need to make that clear. Uh, but I've fallen so far behind on podcasts. Like I love. I, there's so many podcasts I love, and even in like people who listen to like podcasts that come out daily that are an hour long. I don't know when people find the time. I guess it's because people like work in offices and stuff. And can listen to it there. Whereas I, I don't. I work. Uh, I work in a very commas because I'm at the moment uh, on stage as as a performer. So the only time I ever get to listen to podcasts is when I'm like going to and from places. Usually, I mean I could listen to them at home, but I always feel like I could be watching something if I'm at home. <laughs> There's too much media, right? There's too much media. It's like we always talk about how we live in a world of peak TV. There's too much good TV out there. Like I've not watched. I've not. There's so much TV I've not watched. It's embarrassing. I've not watched like uh, Breaking Bad. I've not watched Mad Men. I've not watched The Wire. I've not watched any of these shows. But uh, so I was. I don't know. Part of this is part of the thing of me deliberately trying to overstimulate myself. I guess <laughs> just throw too many things for me to focus on, so I don't focus on the pandemic. And podcasts have sort of fallen by the wayside because I don't go outside because um, it's not safe. Uh, the only times I go outside is at seven in the morning to go to the supermarket, and I do that like once a week if I can help it. <laughs> uh, it's a weird time to be alive. Uh, outside is going to be strange, right? Like when the pandemic is over and the lockdown is lifted. We're all just wandering around outside again. 
It's going to be super weird. Like, <laughs> uh, outside is weird to me anyway. Um, I have a lot of uh, anxiety issues uh, around people, uh, social anxiety, specifically. Uh, well, I say specifically, that's a very general thing. Uh, so I tend to wear um, noise cancelling headphones anyway when I go out. So, like, I try and isolate while I'm out walking <laughs> anyway. Like, hence the podcasts. Uh, and I just have the headphones, which uh, I got from a friend of mine uh, for, quite a, for a very decent price. Have been a lifesaver for that. Because uh, I get so paranoid when walking down the street. Like, if I hear someone laugh, I, my brain goes, Ah, oh, they're laughing at you, Mara. I'm like, what? No, no, they're not. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, that's just part of it. There's a point in my life where I was... Uh, agoraphobic. Uh, this is agoraphobia, by the way, is uh, not a fear of going outside. Uh, that's a common misconception, or a fear of wide open spaces. It's a fear of having uh, a panic attack in a public space. It doesn't mean you can't go outside. It means you just choose not, usually choose not to, uh, when you're feeling like you might panic. Which, if you have anxiety disorders and stuff, and obsessive compulsive disorder, and various other things, uh, <laughs> could be all of the time. So, outside has always been weird to me, but it's going to be even weirder, man. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, though. <laughs> like, I genuinely am. Because, uh, I mean, things will change a bit, you know? Like, people won't... I get the feeling that people won't hug each other as much... Uh, which is a bad thing. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Well, I started off this uh, started off this audio log. That's what I'm calling them. Uh, talking about robots, and I've ended up talking and got, got, got made myself not sad, just very thoughtful. <laughs> I guess I should probably wrap stuff up. So, uh, so stay safe. Uh, stay well. Stay at home. And uh, if you ever find yourself asking the question, am I a robot? I mean, the answer could be, yeah. Uh, My name is Mara Joy. Goodbye.